empty yourself of everything. Let the mind become still. The ten thousand things rise and fall while the self watches their return. They grow and flourish and then return to the source. Returning to the source is stillness, which is the way of nature. You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. This is just an unscheduled podcast. Wasn't planning it. Um, just went to co- do a couple of chores and uh, took my, my little doggy with me, my little black lab Jackson with me. And uh, went to get some fast food. Her and I, and we were eating some ribs here in the park, chilling. And uh, it started raining underneath this little over, over uh, whatever, some kind of shed structure in the park that's made for little picnic tables under it. So we're chilling here, kind of enjoying the rain. You know, rain can be beautiful. So I guess the, 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 the subject or the topic for this would really be gratitude and how to be grateful for everything that you have and just gratitude in general in life as a, as a general attitude or outlook on life. Uh, you see a lot of people that don't have that outlook and it's, it's not a pretty sight. You know, if you stop for a minute and just think about gratitude and the impact of, of your life, even if you have a shitty life and things are really going bad, you know the old story, there's, there's people doing a lot worse, which is a fact. I, I mean, I can speak from my own experience. I come from a real humble, humble, humble background. Poverty and everything like that. And work my, work my ass off. And, uh, you know, I didn't really look for excuses. I looked for solutions, you know. I know every... It's funny, I was listening to some comedian on YouTube uh, ask a couple of weeks. Dude's just hilarious. A couple, couple of people I listened to. But he does this thing on baby boomers. And he goes, I'm a baby boomer. And we went to the moon. And this, and it's like, it's hard to explain. But it's just so freaking hilarious. And it's funny, but sometimes I find myself speaking in that way. You know, like that baby boomer speak. You know, I, I came up with, you know, whatever the fuck. You know, I walked 50 miles to school through freaking uh, blizzards and shit. So... So it's it is different. I think I think the opportunities when I was growing up in the seventies and eighties and such, the racism and, and the difficulty was more in your face in a way that you could see it and observable, you know. And I think now it's less observ it's still there under the surface, but they put a lot of stickers on it and a lot of slogans and you know, hey, we have this token guy here or that, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. But here's my point, here's what I'm getting at. Comparing me, in my, in my youth coming up, you know, 20s, my 30s and such like that, and comparing now, I believe, yes, it was easier in my time just because we lived in a more real economy. This economy isn't real, so you, back in my day, if you had a, you know, four-year degree in sociology, you know, you'd find something, you know, it would be valued, but not now, uh, which is a fact. So, but you still have to look for gratitude because you have the internet, and now people blow up on the internet, right? They just, uh, Justin Bieber and all these people, like, they never did shit, 
and they blow up on the internet. No producer, no manager, no nothing. They just, people see the talent on there, direct to the consumer, bang, you blow up. I mean, with some smarts, obviously. Now everybody's trying to blow up on YouTube or whatever, but that's the story. Um, but you guys have that to your advantage. You have YouTube, you can learn anything. I mean, it's what it is, man. So it's all about the gratitude and being grateful for the opportunity that you have. One, one of the main strategies I think that's going to benefit people, and I think it's a lo- art that's being lost right now, is just sucking it up, man. You know, when you're going through some difficulty or adversity or making decisions, you know, it's easy when you're going to school. Let's say you want to go to two-year school or four-year school. Or my friend's going for sociology. Oh, that's really cool. Or look at this and hear the class. Yeah, take, take that. Or burn, put, roll that money in a bill and, and burn it because it's basically the same result except, for, you know, something on your resume, some extra letters that you have a degree. Sociology and shit like that for the most part. Um, you want to look for practical knowledge and things that are going to benefit you and help you. And again, it's all available for you online if you dedicate yourself to looking at it. So here's my point. Here's what am I, what am I getting at. Prior to you getting into any field, look and see what the demand for that field is. Is there demand for it? You know, years ago, it was those Cisco routers and uh, networking and Microsoft NT and all that stuff, NT routers. And it was blowing up and they would do an H-1B visas, bringing people from India and all over the place to, to do this because we didn't have the skilled people to do that. It wasn't hard to do. But it was technical and you, you did need that training, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do it. And they were giving out, I think, Microsoft certifications. And it was insanity. A lot of people made money hand over fist on that. Um, flash forward for today. If you see that industry blowing up, you don't want to get on the tail end of that industry because at that point you're going to have a lot. And, and I've seen a lot of people with that empty certification that were useless. At that point, that ship left. If you see it in the beginning, good example like that bitcoin i don't trust it for anything but it's an entity it's out there and people are making money with it and i'm going to give my main reason why i don't trust the bitcoin it came out in 2008 right after the market crash literally and i i said hmm, this is timing on this is crazy and you know what i think about timing it's everything so look try to get a look see like what industries today um are, are, are going to benefit you. Like, I'll tell you, man, one thing that's a, a, a given, that's automatic, I don't care what your age or whatever, is selling, sales. And being a good salesperson, a good rep, represent a product, an item, a company, a service, that's always viable. And that's just talking. There's, there's natural people out there that are natural salesmen. I deal with them, I talk to them, and I say, you know what, this guy's a salesman. You'll talk to some mechanic that looking at your car, and he'll sell you on a lot of shit right on the spot. I don't know if you hear the, the rain in the background. So, yeah. It's really, really important um, to project forward before you make a commitment into some type of education or to go into some kind of field. So we were talking about Bitcoin. It's viable. There's, there's a lot of attention that's going in that direction of Bitcoin. Um, so that's something that you definitely want to look into these days again selling sales as i just spoke about uh anything with computers being able to look stuff up i'm in the staffing industry you know headhunting and you know talent acquisition and such is is always a viable trade a lot of the industry today is going to uh, temporary or contingency staffing which is like temporary staffing you know not permanent contingent 
a lot of things going on, man. So you got to do your research because especially, I shouldn't target this just to you young people, to everybody out there. Your competition right now is sleeping, man. There's very few people that I see out there that are really getting done what needs to get done. Some, yes, but not a lot. And the ones that are doing good, you know who they are. You know, to get a thousand, you know, 20,000 or 50,000 followers on Instagram is good. I know that you can make money doing that and that's great. But elevate, man, elevate from that. And, and uh, you know, don't be in a circle where you're, you guys are all doing the same exact thing with the same exact meme or picture or slogan and just like with different shading and filters. I mean, you could do that and you'll get your followers, but that's going to define you, man. And that's going to be what you're about. Like people who look at your work and say, oh, shit, who is he again? That's why I kind of like the podcasting because it's a real true expression, individual expression where you are able to voice who you are and what you do, right? So to roll back what you what you have today, young, old, everybody, you have that uh, social media to take advantage of. The Instagram, the podcasting, the YouTube. You know a lot of crazy shit's happening in the YouTube and what I'm projecting forward looking bit, bit shoot. B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, I believe it's spelled, BitChute. I think it's going to blow up because I'm starting to see a lot of stuff on there and people rolling their, their content over there. Um, another thing I was thinking about earlier today, man, it's like we need to get all tied in together and not for subscribers or listeners or to grow our channels as such. But to keep a chain going together where like we can decentralize slash centralize information in different places. Like Black Pigeon Speaks, he's got, I think he's got 500,000 followers. Uh, Sargon of Sargon of Akkad. Although see, he's becoming, he's cool, but he's real political. So he's running for office. So uh, Black Pill, Black Pigeon Speaks. Uh, let's see, SGT Report. Tinfoil hat, you know, all of these different platforms that are spousing truth, you know, and, and, and are in together for the good of everyone need to kind of try to network together so that we can all be on the same page as far as kind of transcending YouTube and their algorithms, right? So this is just a shot in the dark out there, but how that would be done, I don't know. Maybe some kind of roll call or some of your bigger podcast people just give different people shout outs and say, hey, you know what? These are people that are kind of cool or these are people I listen to or this is like a little network that we have going. And not necessarily endorsing or not endorsing, but just putting it out there, people that are pretty much on the same page. That would be power in our hands because that, that's going to build upon itself. Trust me, just human nature. Because what happens is once you give something momentum and it's positive, then Logos is going to give it the, the real momentum that it needs. Right, guys? And it's not a matter of us agreeing 100% or we agree on this and not on that. As long as we abide with Logos, agree that kids, you know, are a gift of God and should be protected as much as possible and that all mankind should work together in fairness and love and community and everything like that and not judging people you're a communist and you're a skinhead and you're 
a white supremacist, white nationalist, no, none of that shit. You know, we come together on a platform where we voice our opinions and we look to see what's going to benefit mankind as we sort through these difficult times that are coming up right now, right? So, yeah, the rain just kind of inspired me a little bit to speak right now. And as I said, I did a podcast a few, about a month ago, about how it's good to podcast from different remote areas. And I might podcast a little bit more from here. I just got to get me like a good battery, like one of them power cells to run my laptop. Run it right from here, Audacity and everything right from here. Anyway, I digress, like I always do. Um, Yeah, it's like right now... It's a time that you got to take very seriously because I'm really reading the writing all over the wall, man. I mean, this younger generation, you guys, and I shouldn't say younger generation. Anybody listening to this podcast, as they say, the sound of my voice. Um, try to expand out as far as what your knowledge base is and what you know about, what you're interested in, and where you're allocating your time to. If you're playing a lot of um, Fortnite, it's not not going to help you and you cannot market that man we're coming into a serious time right now right so let's see let's see where else are we going with this must be going with this i see a lot of shenanigans with this political stuff everybody on the left and everybody on the right and and they're steady trying to get at trump i neither love nor hate trump he is who he is i will say he's got gonads he's got balls and he makes some decisions and he's a new yorker so he's got that swag like natural he knows exactly what to say. His classic line was that Rosie O'Donnell shit. When I heard him say that, I said, oh, snap. This boy is in. Because he don't, he don't give a fuck. He really doesn't. Smart dude. I don't agree with... I agree with a good number of things that he does. And I disagree with a good number of things. The war. I disagree really with the war. He's, a, he's, a, he's up with his banjo singing a song about unemployment is 3%. He's on that bullshit. So, you know... And the stock market's doing great, and you know, they always do that. But I'm not gonna judge them on that. I'm gonna judge them on the war that we have going on right now, that we have to end. I'll, I'm always gonna come back to that. I'm not gonna go down that trail, but you know my views on the war, so we gotta stop them right now. So, it's raining out here, and it just, the rain just kind of refreshed my thinking and my outlook and my eyesight and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, so I figured I would just put this out there. And uh, my last podcast I put out, I'm getting a good amount of listens on, too, about, you know, fine arts as opposed to fear, which is the direction, really, we all should be looking into, man. So, look. so sometimes I have an interesting way of looking at things, and that is looking at things such as assigning value to time, such as delegating or trying to put a value on what I just did, was able to do, wasn't able to do, things like that, just in business terms, just to see what what's going on. So, you know my feeling on people on their cell phones and stuff like that, or people on Snapchat that they're just wasting their time. Um, unless if you have a bunch of followers and all that you make money, then God bless you, make the money. Of course, if I... I was making money doing that too, I'd do it. But I digress. Um, pe- you know, you have to look, for example, people that watch news, right? Let's say they watch mainstream media like Fox 5 and CNN and everything like that. And they actually, and believe it or not, like my wife is my opposite. She 
is real super mainstream CNN and everything that they say, and she's pro Hillary and you know all that stuff. So and we get along fine. We just try not to talk about politics, obviously. But you go about, let's say, um, these mainstream channels, and you look at it, and you're listening to the news that they're giving you the information, and you're actually online looking at sites like. Uh, Zero Hedge or black uh, blacklisted news or whatever. Listening to people like Mike Rivero or listening to like Sam Tripoli with Tinfoil Hat or listening to one of these uh, podcasts and getting real truth or not just getting truth from them, but you you get a, a title or an author or a name or somebody that you get turned on to that you follow and bang you're into like a whole new thing. Like he'll mention John Anthony West and then bang you're there. You never heard of him and now you're into this. So. What I'm saying is people will get wound, uh, attached to this mainstream media and listen to it and follow it. And, and I'm going to, I don't know about this Q thing. I'm on the fence. There's some stuff that's starting to come true and there's some truth to it. So I'm, I don't want to speak before my time. I think in the long shot, I think some, it looks like st there's some differences happening now. We see some persecutions and some things happening. But... Looking at it from the perspective of, of people's attachment to this mainstream, what, what they're believing, what their belief system is, what the facts in life that they're aware of and the facts that they're not aware of, what's happening, like such as their awareness of Palestine or their awareness of Yemen or their awareness of Syria, Afghanistan, Iran, any of this kind, their awareness of the suffering that's going on, even in Africa, some countries in Africa that we don't even know about that there's a lot of suffering going on. And I'm sure in Asia and all over the world. But we don't. We hear about, you know, what they want us to hear. So what? here's my point when I'm trying to get at. You get some people that they don't make that commitment. They just spoon-fed truth. And they've spoon-fed evaluations and thoughts and expressions. And, you know, the whole continuum, the, everything that they're about, they just are spoon-fed that through the mainstream. And they're so predictable because when you speak to somebody that comes from that paradigm, so predictable because you, you pretty much know what they're going to say, when they're going to say it, how they're going to say it. What's going to get them angry? What buttons to push? To like a, I would say, 80% degree, you know? I mean, it's just kind of predictable stuff because it just fed the mainstream and, and there's really nothing outside of the box for them. And the term really shouldn't be outside of the box because that, that, outside of the box because that connotates like, you know, oh, this guy really... No, just, you know... Don't just look through door, door number one, door number two, and, and there's 5,000 other doors. But I'm cool with this. these two doors. They're cool. No. You have to, like, look for truth where where, where it is, you know, and make effort to, to find and seek out knowledge and everything that, that, that you're about and what you're about and how, what to, 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 to improve yourself, you know. So um, we get wrapped, wrapped up in these politics. I see these things with the shooter. I'm not going to get into too many details because that's not what I do. But um, there was like, over the weekend, there was two shootings and all kind of stuff like that. And all, it's, a, it's bad from every angle, but there's two, two things. A lot of people say false flag. And, you know, I believe that that stuff happens. But let's say it's not false flag. Let's say this kid really snapped. The environment that they're creating for us as humans puts you in a position that you might not be ready to snap, but as this environment clamps down tougher and harder on you, you're more prone to snap. 
just because of life getting harder for you and for everyone around you. But we don't, this is not brought to our attention. It's everybody, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're watching these mansions being put up and these mini houses of people that have large houses, but they put the little mini house in the big house and it's retarded shit. And, you know, don't even get me on this thing with the, the, the uh, children and the sexuality and the sexualization of society in general. It's, it, it's what crumbles you down. That's what, that's what brought down Rome. That's what's going to bring this society down is that. Infection, infestation, and lack of logos, love, and, and just love of family and, and tribe and, and cohesiveness of all things together, you know? Not to say that you're going to be in a perfect society but at least in something where it doesn't matter what circumstance of events happens or the timing of it or what does transpire truth false high low whatever small big we keep losing and the people that are up on top keep winning and i'll tell you something honestly the people that are up top they don't work they don't really do work you know, they, they look at books and they listen to their friends and they do their little research and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some big executives at companies or owners or somebody that has like, you know, does something for a specific thing for a living. And he works very hard. So if you're, if you're that type of person, forgive me. But like even people in finance and shit like that, you know, this money is illusionary. So what, what hard work are you talking about? You're typing, you're typing money into existence on a keyboard and then you do some kind of default swap derivatives and shit and the secret language the shielded dark veiled transactions and shit that we're not supposed to know about so yeah we need to we need to find a way that <clears throat> what I find too much in the community that we have right now at large is that even within podcasters YouTubing and everything like that is that People have a tendency to not make as much effort into integrating everything together. You know, dropping names, dropping, you know. There, there's, there's a lot that do, don't get me wrong. But I think the community at large, the what are, whether you want to call it the truth community or whatever label you want to stick on it. But what I mean are people that live by a code of ethics, right? And people that speak truth to power and have love for family and for the greater good of all around us and that are for, you know, of course, meaningful wages and to work together, big business, small business, owners and labor and all that stuff like that. Solid, you know, sit and discuss it and look at things, whether on a national, international, that's all fine. But my thing is look at America and this country first, what's happening. And let's try to get us back on our feet because we don't manufacture anything anymore. We don't make anything anymore. And really, to great extent, a lot of the stuff that we do are done in other countries, even the designing and the engineering and all that stuff. So there's very few really high-paying jobs left in this country, unless if you're well-connected with somebody, either in entertainment or finance or something like that. You know, I can remember back in my day, you could have been a guy, uh, you know, installing tires on a car, but you had a little house that you owned that, made, that was made of brick, and it, it had, you know, four bedrooms and... You'll have your grandma in the back, and, and you were changing tires, and you guys got got by. You know, you may have worked 12 hours, 14 hours a day, but you guys got by. And your might, wife may or may not have worked. This could have been in the 70s, 80s. Right? That quickly changed.
So what's happening slowly by slowly by slowly, things are just getting worse and worse and worse monetarily, like from a financial and from a like a make a living standpoint. So what does that mean? That means that over time, we have become a creature of habit. And the habit that one of the big habits that we that affects our lives is the news and our reality and what we watch and what we believe and our framework of belief, you know. So we're getting it from the source that has been corrupt. But something took a really hard turn, I would say, right around 9-11, right around that time. It was pretty bad before that, but right around at that point in time, there was a dramatic shift in everything because everything suddenly became terrorism and fear, but I mean, big time. So, you're finding that the younger people that grow, that were brought up in that era, let's say somebody that, that happened like 2001, right? So let's say 2015, the guy's like, what, 15 years old, whatever the case may be, they, that person would be indoctrinated into this thing of fear as far as, because they don't know no other way of thinking. Everything that they know about is like, you know, First of all, your, your rights are greatly diminished. You know, when you travel, it's a big deal. Because you have to worry about so many, so many different things. And you got to take off your shoes. And, you know, you're being fed all of this crap from the mainstream. So what you, what you know is like what your small group is aware of and what you guys are into, your phones and, and the apps that you use and everything like that. But there's no real truth that is binding anything together to anything else. So what you have is basically there's zero value. There's zero value to return, like I was talking about earlier, as far as if you're living in that way. Let's shift back to that real quick because that was a good topic. So as far as adding value, I feel, again, one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to have value because I, I'm a guy I love to talk. I love to talk. I love to teach, instruct, mentor, whatever, whatever you want to put on it, but it, I feel that it has some value. I've been told that it has value. I get emails and, and all and such, and I, you know, I see the results in some people that it has value. But it's great to know for me to know that I'm doing something that has value for someone else, right? That I have X amount of listeners, that I have the ability to at least be listened to and evaluated for for my content and what I have to say. My way of thinking, it's interesting, but for whatever I see, people say my way of thinking. That they always mention it when they talk about the way I talk. And one of the things I do when I, when I do it in my way of thinking is I try to look at it from all different angles. How it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect the other person, what does it mean to you in the big scale, small scale, short term, long term. You know, just all types of things. You know, are you is this decision that you're going to make, is it, are you crossing some loyalties that you shouldn't be crossing? Are you doing the right choice as far as your family is concerned? Are you making this choice that's going to benefit you short term, but long term you're really going to get hurt by it? So these are the different things that you have to think about. And people are so wrapped up into that. So yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, so I do this podcast and everything like that, and I feel that it has value. And so you have to make decisions constantly as far as what you do. Uh, and is it giving you any traction to taking you towards where you need to get to, right? And when I say need to get to, I don't mean making a lot of money or having six digits and all of these thousands of... I don't mean any of that. 
I mean getting out of debt, making sure that you're out of debt, or get as close to out of debt as you can. Looking at a direction as far as career-wise, are you happy with what you're doing? And, and if you're not, how can you get out of that? You know, what are the responsibilities that you have? How can you minimize all of those responsibilities? If you have a kid, are you taking care of that kid? Is he fed? You know, what did, what did that kid eat last night? You know, what, what shoes are on his feet if you have a kid? You know, I was brought up without a dad. I know what that's about. You know, my dad passed when I was six. So trust me when I tell you I was the best dad I could be. And um, I know what it is, to, what fatherhood is, is and what it's about. And the effect that it could have, you know. So that's something to think about, man. You know, you, you, you people toss these titles around and names and everything like that. And my mother was great. I had my mother, thank God, until I was like 30. So that was awesome, you know. I was really grateful for that. Um, but they toss these things. And there's, there's people out there that biologically, their parents, their mother, their father. But they're not a mother or a father. They're just biological, you know, progenitors. Um, it's a real big responsibility, man, to be that, to fulfill that, you know? And it's, I only have one. I have one. I have a son. But it's, it's amazing, you know, how not having that thing, not having that father figure in my life, how I was able to wedge it to where as I raised my son, and I taught him how to ride a bike, and I taught him about how to throw a football and how to catch a football and, you know, how to bear down in life and you know, how you have to get tough and how you have to think about things. But it's interesting, as my son and I went through these different pro- states, you know, as, as he grew up, that, like, for example, I learned how to ride a bike. And I'll tell you exactly, like, you could even, like, Google Earth it and shit. I learned on Wyckoff Street and Smith Street in Brooklyn, New York. Wyckoff Street and Smith Street. And Wyckoff is spelled W-Y-C-K-O-F-F. Wyckoff Street and Smith Street. And there was this big adult bike, and I was probably six, five maybe, five or six. And we were all taking turns hopping on this bike to, to, you know, to, to learn how to balance it and drive it, right? It was a two-wheel bike. So it was my turn. So I, I remember I was so small I had to bend underneath the frame so that literally I was in within the ne- nested within the bike. And I, they rolled me and they said, just hold on and everything. And somebody was holding on to me as I stabilized. And I guess the bike kind of stabilized and I was on it laughing and kind of had my hands on it like a jockey on a racehorse. But I saw myself coming up on the street and the traffic coming up on Smith Street, literally on Smith Street, which is a small street, but there was cars. And I didn't know how to stop. So I literally crashed into the wall, right? And then I laughed, and then I waited my turn, and the next time I learned about the brakes. That's how I learned. So I was teaching my son one time how to ride a bike, and uh, that was amazing. You know, I taught him how to ride. Well, I was videotaping the whole process. We were out there for like an hour and a half, and he almost got it. He did pretty good, but he didn't quite get it. So the next morning, we went out with the camera. I put the camera down, and I said, let's go. And he hopped on, and he started riding Without me, just riding, he rode away and he came back and we high-fived each other, have it all on tape. And I said, wow, that was great, Mike. I said, how'd you learn how to ride? He goes, I learned in a dream. I dreamt that I could ride a bike, so I rode it. Which was crazy stuff because the day before, he didn't really get it, but he just got it. 
So here's my point. Um, what? Uh, yeah, that's what it. That's what it's all about, man. You know, everybody assigns different kind of values and everything like that to everything, but you want to make sure that the that what you're doing in life is having an impact on something, you know, and it's taking you where you want to go. This time to 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 clown off and time to bullshit. You know, time to just, you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing, that's fine. But you got to first make an evaluation on anything, man, on all things that you're doing to get you lined up in a mode where you're thinking about what you're going to do and what your next step is and how are you going to best utilize the resources that you have in hand. See, you could be in a situation where you're like and beat yourself down and say, I don't have any ability. There's nothing here for me. I can't do anything. And I will. And I honestly, I will agree. I don't want to sound like a baby boomer. You know, huh? I, we went to the moon and we invented spaghetti and now we, you know, whatever, right? Like that baby boomers. And I fall in that category. So, and it's true, like a lot of us, we spout that shit off and we don't understand. But I, I hear you today is a little tougher because, like I said, it's cold. Very, very cold today. You know, there's not, unless if you have connections or something like that, it's really, really tough and very competitive and everything like that, you know? So, that's the more reason that we have to integrate together because I think big business right now is at a point where they're not sure where they're going to go with stuff. With this whole confusion with YouTube and the mainstream media and the algorithms within Google and YouTube and all this shit. In this confusion and chaos, you know, something can arise that, that can be created or that can be equitable for all people. And it can be the beginning of equity and good living and everything like that. And us addressing real problems that are on the planet instead of being fed this bullshit that we're being told. Right? So, well, I've been on here for a while. I didn't realize this. I started talking in the park and it was raining and I came to the crib and I said, you know what? I want to finish off a little bit what I was saying, which I have. Anyway. I'm going to finish it here, and I want to thank you for listening. Namaste. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.com dot podbean dot com my instagram is alpha male buddhist and check out my youtube channel alpha male buddhist and that's on youtube it is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational i also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alpha male buddhist dot podbean dot com you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that 
you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.